Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk with Mark and B. And Gerald. And Gerald. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we just talked. How's it going, Gerald? It's going good. I'm still looking for that file. So just don't mind me. Oh, perfect. You take your time. Um, This is the last one, like the last final screw tape. Yeah. Letter. And this one isn't even an official part. So uh, we did some fan submissions. So Gerald wrote us a story. I wrote one. B wrote one. And, uh, Sam submitted one as well. So we wrote our own screw tape letters on kind of our own maybe moral struggles, perhaps, or maybe they're your best friends and you're judging them and who knows what you wrote about. (laughs) I'm uh, excited to read it all. Yeah, no, it was actually really interesting because I've never, I don't write in this style ever. Like it's never a note to somebody. Well, but not like this. It was very interesting to write in the style, use the different words. Yeah, like, I feel like I was writing in, like, old English. Yeah, I was picturing in my head, like, high Gothic almost, but, like, just, like, these, like, this very formal high language, the more, like, verbose I could make it, the better. Yeah, but I feel like you guys do that with your stories all the time. Like, every time I hear a yeah. Hammer episode, <laughs> it's that. So I feel like you guys are so used to it. You're so good at it. Uh, I thought we were just like supposed to modernize it. So that's kind of what I did with mine. Perfect. <laughs> hey, it's their own. You know, we're not here to judge. Share stuff. That's perfect. No, I feel like it definitely, like Mark's always looking for ways to like push creativity and like. Yeah. Uh, whether you're painting something, you know, try painting something new just for the, just for the fuck of it, really. Yeah. Or whatever you're into, just try pushing your writing ability. And that's what we did this time. Yeah, it was fun. Very indeed, fun. indeed. Well, first up, we're going to do Gerald's story. So whenever you're ready. Okay. And I just got it pulled up. So perfect timing on that part. Nice. All right. This one's not that long. So. All right. Am I doing my uh, pseudo David Attenborough voice or am I just. Please. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's why you pay us the big bucks on Patreon is so you can do that. I think that's how that relationship works. Um, Sure. We'll go with that. (laughs) Okay. 
Dear nephew, I have been forgiving with you and your fallops thus far, but I cannot fathom how you're losing this patient to the enemy when I have all but handed them to you on a brass platter. Patients like this one are the bread and butter of our great work, especially ones lonely and prone to wallowing in self-loathing. Have you forgotten the basics of ensnaring such a patient to our side? Understand this, nephew. Our perception of time is vastly different from that of the humans. The trappings of isolating one of them are the same in essence, but not always in execution. Know your surroundings when you suppress your advantage, or you risk pushing the patient too hard into realizing their own failings can be helped with the right guidance back to the enemy. It is a steady balance you keep to give them a sense of being trapped with no way out. When you give them no recourse, the patient will be desperate for any escape, and this is the moment you insidiously present options that will lead them to us. In the past, it has been easy to guide them to what the humans call the wrong crowd. And while that is still a viable option for those of the most broken families, it is both more difficult but more rewarding to pull them in from the nuclear family. The trick is to find what they view as a personal flaw, to hide it from society, and exploit it. If the patient in question suffers from low self-esteem already, use that fear and paranoia to draw them away from any who may offer kind words. Feed on their fear of rejection by reminding them of their failures in the past and tease them with a ray of hope for something better before dashing it to pieces with more rejection. The patient will attempt to find an escape through their own means, if not through the help of their fellow man. Do not mistake this moment as one to make them jump to self-harm. You must, make, you must take the things they find their creature comforts and warp them into an obsession or an insatiable appetite. Let it be just wrong enough to make the patient aware of their shame and let them feel they are not worth saving from the path they are heading toward. The humans have referred to such a path as a slippery slope, and it's called so because any hard, de- any hard deviation down this path will show the patient the error of their ways and seek the enemy as a way out of their isolation. Like a slow cooker, you must gently lead the patient further and further away from the enemy's garish light for the effect to take hold. Despair is, trickery, is tricky, for it is, galvanize, for it is a galvanizing agent that would prompt the patient to either shut down completely or set them straight, as the humans are wont to say. It is easiest to take the patient, with an already abysmal self-esteem, and remind them of, def- of their deficiency of what the enemy calls love. Those who are divorced or widowed make a prime target. But you must strike while the iron is hot. Remind them of what they lost or what they never had and stoke their jealousy of others' happiness. Be it man or woman, the resentment will continue to build. But the patient, if done correctly, will not seek help in a way to vent will not seek help to in a way to vent their frustration or doubts in a healthy way. In their low self-esteem, they will view themselves as a burden if they voice such distress. This can be reinforced with the overreactive nature of of social groups at times, especially those whose outspoken members act aggressive and dismissive towards the patient if they are considered weak or do not appear to fit in. May this refresher open your eyes to the slow and delicate nature of using the patient's isolation and self-esteem against them. A slow descent into madness with incessant reminders of failure and fear to continue will draw the patient away from an effective support. The human mind can be a powerful tool, especially when turned on itself. Do not fail me on this one, dear nephew, or I will have you reassigned to the narcissist patient with delusions about winning and greatness. Just ask your cousin, Oak Grub. Best regards, your uncle, Screwtape. (laughs) I'm glad you incorporated other demons. I did too. (laughs) I felt it was only fitting.
Very nice. Very nice. Um, I think my very the, the strongest thing that stood out to me was that slippery slope statement where it's just like, yeah, man, once you start slipping, you're not getting back up and it's just you keep going. You touched on a few things. There was shame, fair, failure, fear, that lack of love piece. And it's so interesting when I see people struggling. It's That's literally all that they're listening to. And yeah, you hit on that very, very well. Very descriptive. Well, and, well when yourself is the subject, it's easy to write what you know. <laughs> Do you feel like you learned anything about yourself when writing this? Um... <sighs> Without going into too much detail, yes. I mean, it's kind of stuff that I already knew, but I guess I was subliminally just like kind of pushing it to the back of my mind because it's just like, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. No, I'm actually having a good time right now. No, I'm enjoying, you know, being like part of the 40K community and stuff like this. It's just like, it's like that bad time I don't ever want to think about. And just, mm, yeah. Yeah. But it's sometimes it's like... uh Sometimes it's like it's every now and then it still crops up and it's just like, why am I feeling this now? Why am I feeling this now? Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's interesting what happens when you kind of put it down on one of my friends told me that her therapist said, write a story from the outside perspective about the situation and everything kind of comes to light when you're thinking about all perspectives. And yeah, no, I think you nailed it. It was so good. Yeah. It's perfect. Thank you. I guess that leaves old Marquino up next. Okay. Ole. Despicable perfectin tog. It has come to my attention that your subject is treading down a perilous path, one adorned with the most cunning snare of all, knowledge. He thinks he knows things. Uh, this might be the only thing you have done right with this one since you had him as a boy. Ah, uh, knowledge. The forbidden fruit that dangles so temptingly in front of humans, ever ready to ensnare their intellects and mislead their souls let me be clear you disgusting filth that knowledge in and of itself is not a sin indeed it can be a powerful tool for our cause when used correctly but like all tools it can be easily turned against us and more importantly against the enemy for you see the human creature in its boundless arrogance often believes that knowledge is a vessel to ascend to godhood This misstep, you unclever minion, is our golden opportunity. We must encourage the subject to indulge in that knowledge for its own sake, to make him think that acquisition of facts and information is the zenith of his existence. The moment he starts believing he knows better than the divine order, we have him ensnared in our web. Convince him, you lowliest of lows, that his knowledge is superior to the wisdom wisdom of his that his knowledge is superior to the wisdom of the enemy. Encourage him to ridicule the simple faith of those around him, to dismiss the teachings of scripture as archaic and irrelevant. Make him believe that he is the sole arbiter of truth and that the ways of the world must conform to his limited understanding. Here you may find it useful to remind him of the tale of the Tower of Babel. Yes, the ancient story of human arrogance when they sought to build the tower to the heavens. Their knowledge and ambition led to discord, confusion, and shattering of unity. Likewise, encourage your subject to believe that he that his knowledge can elevate him to celestial heights, and in the end it will only bring about division and strife. Inflame his ego, you foolish fool. 
and let his knowledge become a source of pride. Make him forget that knowledge is but a fragile vessel for the infinite wisdom of the enemy. Convince him that he can navigate the treacherous waters of existence, unaided by the divine compass. Make him forget that the pursuit of knowledge should be a humble journey, a means to draw nearer to the enemy, not to rival his omnipotent, omnif omnipotence. 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 Yeah. <laughs> In conclusion, Perfectantog, knowledge can be a most insidious trap. When a human believes that his path is to self-defecation, de we shall have him in our grasps grasp let him walk the road of arrogance and he shall be far from far from the grace and wisdom of the enemy while you demon may be a perfect screw-up at least your patient is as confused as he thinks he is intelligent yours diabolically upper demon screw tog or screw tape <laughs> um <laughs> that's interesting gerald you want to go first your thoughts sure i like how you basically hit the nail on the head, especially when it comes to like knowledge and pride. Um, because I'm one that, you know, I was always the shy, quiet kid growing up. And so anytime I dealt with like the, the bully or basically anyone that had like a huge ego or the, the know-it-all or whatnot, as I always just in, you know, being bullied or whatnot and having, been put down by those kind of people i've always just had this like gut reaction to just want to knock them down a pig <laughs> if that makes sense but i but at the same time um i'm like this this search for knowledge is very i could understand that to like a huge degree because you no know, i'm i'm the one that like like i want to know more i want to learn about this i want to learn about this and it's just it's you hit the nail on the head with the like you you get to a point where you learn so much and you start to you know develop that that ego that like oh I, I I know I learned this I know more than you and so it's it really really good I I, I really I really like it okay, okay. yeah and aside from that I mean you, oh yeah you had mentioned maybe I can find it at the beginning of it you were like um. Do, 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 do. Oh, let me be clear. You discussing filth that knowledge in itself is not a sin. But I think that even going back to Gerald's story, being sad and being depressed and like he uses those tools to get you to a place where you sin kind of thing. But all of those things in itself are just kind of they're just emotions. Right. And so it's mm -hmm. interesting how you kind of concreted it into a sin from the tools that they whatever they may use you know yeah it's like yeah that, it's like that slippery slope thing it's just like mm -hmm. it's there you just got to give them the right push the push in the right direction to send them down the way you want them to go yeah exactly uh yeah when writing it i just kept on kind of thinking about okay what what do i struggle with the most when it comes to like spirituality and it probably is like um it, it probably is knowledge like you know i feel like i know better than all the religions they couldn't be right you know and then uh the other big thing is you know i often rely on i don't know but even saying i i don't know is kind of like its own like well other people will rely on simple faith then there are so many things in the like universe that i don't know how it works but i'm just going to rely on simple faith that when i go to turn on my boat engine it's gonna fucking work because the mechanic did a good job um, so I kind of just was thinking like, you know, 
it's so easy to just talk about deep ideas and just, you know, be able to find holes and things left and right. But ultimately, like, not knowing is at, or proclaiming you know is just as much like fucking intellectual arrogance but yeah the well, other i mean i know folks who have i know folks who are like in their 60s or 70s and even they're just like i still don't know what the heck's going on yeah yeah and if you yeah um the other thing i i want to do with that original or with the sin thing was um just uh Everything kind of is a sin from the Christian, like we're reading this from like the Christian mindset or whatever. We, we've all sinned. So it doesn't matter which one of these billions of traps, like ultimately the demon's going to win. Like the whole point is you need Jesus to redeem you. Yeah. Um. So when looking at any sin, it's like, okay, this might not be the best one. Or this one's easy to do as long as you can get him to commit anything, you know? And yeah. okay. So like, let's just like hammer down sin. Is it like, the seven deadly sins and everything kind of compiles down from that or no like, like the seven the deadly sins were written by somebody dante dante uh, i forget who wrote dante's inferno but like that's not actually like biblical it's not you don't there's no seven deadly sins in the bible or anything like that it's not explicitly mentioned in the bible but it was kind of codified by which it was a catholic uh yeah catholic priest uh thomas aquinas i think Okay, cool. So, wow. Well, it's, it's not the scholar and the saints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not explicitly mentioned in the Bible, but you can infer like yeah, and basically any sin that you can feasibly c- commit can be traced back to one of those, yeah. quote unquote, Gluttony, core deadly sins. Pride. Um, mm-hmm. What are all of them? We should just actually. Well, I have an episode planned to do all lust, of gluttony, lust, yeah. greed. Sloth, Sloth, wrath, and be yeah. pride. Oh, what's the food one? Gluttony. Uh, gluttony. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it that was kind of the thing. Like, you know, might not be a sin. Close enough to a sin, it counts. You get them to Regardless. sin even a little bit, they're done. Regardless, isn't all sins equal in the eyes of God well, anyway? Yeah. Because it in the New it, Testament, it, I believe it mentions that. Yes. Yeah. It, it, I always heard it as a simple analogy. You take a white cloth and you drop it into a little bit of mud. It's no longer clean. You're no longer give it to a guest. You drop it fully, you dunk it. Either way, as long as there's that little bit of mud on it, like that cloth, it'll never be. Yeah. So that's kind of, and only by washing that cloth cloth in bloody Jesus, (laughs) can you clean it? Yeah. So that's that. B, are you up next? All right. My dear nephew. I'm not only disappointed, but entirely frustrated to hear about your progress with your patient. Furthermore, how long it's taken for you to come to me. I should remind you that you were gifted with this patient an advantage. Let me break this down for you in simpler terms that your feeble mind may better understand. The enemy has created what he calls the family unit. The grotesque idea, of course, before the weak humans inevitably fell, was that his family unit would bring peace, stability, nurturing, and as you know, love. One that emerges from, yes, I shudder when I say this, a healthy family is one who seeks to understand, one who listens before being drawn to anger. There's a kindness, understanding, and empathy. These children are, these children end up being adults of power, power, and confidence. They do not rely on others to know their worth. They do not enter into things of the world quite as easily, such as drugs, alcohol, sex, 
Luckily for us, the world is full of degenerate animals who cannot see past themselves, let alone to care how their actions may affect generations to come. Our power emerges when the individual set of parental units fail because the fallout is that the rest of the family fails with it. It's usually safe to assume, although as you know, we try to avoid assumptions. That goes against all the hard work and the countless hours <laughs> that we put into each paper. But the child born from this broken existence will come out weak, lost, and searching, the phenomenon that humans call generational trauma. This is beneficial to us for many reasons. For starters, humans are sponges and latch onto the behavior of those around them. If the two core people in their lives are sitting happily in traits like narcissism, selfishness, and self-pity, we can only expect that their offspring would too be the same, without any outside indication or awareness that these could be different, or that things could be different for them. Sprinkle in a little bit of self-loathing and you're nearly a champion of their misery. This brings us to you and your painful lack of insight. You relied solely on the inability of the parental units to parent without giving a second thought to how your patient might respond. You had a perfect, some may say easy patient in your grasp and you've let her slip away. You've taken your parents, you've taken your patient's familial rejection for granted, assuming she would carry on the generational trauma in her own life. You had hoped that she would wallow in her misery using comparison as a thief of joy. But as you know, quite the opposite has happened. She seemed to use comparison as a means to mo of motivation. As you said in the previous letters, she is no longer dwelling with or relying on the family that she was born into. What you so carelessly left out was that she's been without them longer than she was with them. She has entirely pushed away everything that they made her to believe was normal. Once she assumed what once she assumed everyone went through, she has since rejected. You ignorantly thought that when she was promised to be married to Catholic's patient, the angry, narcissistic, and suicidal patient, that your job was fulfilled. Did you step back completely? You assumed she would grow up to be like her mother, one who parades as a doting wife, but proceeds to be dishonest about the abuse that, she allowing, that she's allowing in her household. You'd hope she'd surround herself with those who feign concern, but of course, not enough concern to speak on it. And lastly, you relied on her most righteous act to be the reliance on a marriage token, that divorce is not an option regardless of the atrocities taking place in her own household, including the abuse of her own children. You fool. As the nursery rhyme goes, out of the ashes, the phoenix shall rise. When she walked away from Cowlick's patient, she walked away from that entire mentality. You had a short window of opportunity to put in front of her temptations that would result in the fallback, to find someone else just like her father. She didn't go for that and instead started asking the dangerous questions. Rather than the questions dripping with self-pity, such as, why do these things happen to me? She asked painful but courageous questions, such as, what in me is so unhealed? that I would look to a broken man to put me together. Instead of, my life isn't fair, she pointed out that no life is fair and carried on to say that she would make the best of her own life whatever it looked like. In those quiet moments at night where you should have seeded doubt and insecurity in where she ended up, she began to analyze her situation and redirect her thought process. It was at that point that she decided to ask herself what she was searching for to lead her to where she was. You overestimated your abilities as the inner voices that she began to hear were not yours, but the enemies. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. She gained the ability to hear both forces speaking to her and furthermore, look past the voices to see the choices that the voices might lead to. When you fail to stop your patient from the abhorrent and dangerous act of self-reflection, you may as well have thrown in the towel. You've asked what you could do to make the situation better, a desperate attempt to ignore your lack of foresight. She has removed herself from nearly every tool that we might use, her location. She's in nature, and as you know, that even breathing in natural air can bring clarity to the human. He built it around them for that that very purpose. As far as this new group we've been attending to, they ignore every tool the enemy gave them to bring peace and clarity. Your patient did the opposite. She now bathes in them daily, grounding herself in his creation. Social media is another, the gift that keeps on giving, when used right, of course. As I've said before, comparison is the thief of joy. When humans post the highlight reel of their mediocre lives, pretending like it's worth something, just to get the approval of strangers, they give up the ability to listen to their own conscious conscience. They throw their virtues and morals aside for pure attention, whether it's stripping down or showing off. They're giving away their own free will to people they have and will never meet. As I said, this is an important tool when used right. But as I understand it, she isn't using it at all. She's no longer interested. In, <laughs> she's no longer interested in. Oh. Oh, outside opinions or or even showing others what they might be missing out on. What once may have controlled her every action is far from her thoughts. She wakes up every day not having a plan and therefore unable to be disappointed when things fall away from her grasp. You also mentioned that she leaned heavily on no expectations, no disappointments. And although that once worked in our favor, knowing she was saying it out of self-pity, she has since grown up and learned to expect all things and expect no things while being genuinely grateful for both when they come. She's even done away with the notion that their so-called planet is just a floating ball in space. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right to hear too, and not from you, might I add, that she's now married and to perfect in Tog's patient, no less? Everything, as you know, that disgraceful demon touches turns into our worst nightmare. I've had a few harsh words with him lately, in fact. You worked so hard to get your patient away from him 13 years ago. I'm bewildered as to how you let this happen. You have failed, my nephew. You have failed, and this shall be reported to our master immediately. The only thing going for this patient now is that she is still young in her younger, wow, still in the younger years of her life, and there's plenty of time to get her back on track. We will need to transfer this patient to someone with a lot more experience than you and pray to our master that a demon with more insight and experience will have some effect on her although your ignorance had made this job very difficult for the one taking your place. As for you, you shall likely be a guest at our table, as we all know the punishment for the atrocities. 
prepare for such things. <laughs> I will be in touch when I have news from our master, Senior Demon Screwtape. Senior Demon sounds better than Upper Demon. Oh, is you? Uh, I put Upper. <laughs> I could have put Upper. I feel like it's more older English, you know? Um, that was very interesting. I got some stuff, I suppose. I feel like you guys targeted like a couple... I feel like I went through phases of my entire life. Yeah, the first thing I was going to say was you wrote a lot compared to us, which is good. You write a lot. So it's cool that you were able to write that much. And even when I'm looking at your formatting, it's these huge paragraphs where I was writing like my paragraphs were like two sentences of kind of what I could manage for a thought in this writing. Oh. Where you managed, which is a compliment, you've managed to write these this huge thing. Wow. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I like it all. I like it all. Um, just go knowing you personally, you wrote this about yourself and all these kind of different kind of traps that you've avoided. Wow. That I got into and then walked away from. Sure, you knew what. Yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty good. Thanks. Any thoughts, Gerald? Um, I don't know. I think Mark kind of, as Mark so eloquently, uh but it, it was very well thought out and you definitely wrote a lot more than what he or I have done, but, <laughs> but like all the different, you know, all the different, with all the different phases and things that, you know, that you've went through. It's I me. Mean, it's a lot worth that's worth, I mean, worth discussing and, but also how, <clears throat> I don't know how you seem to have, you know, overcome those obstacles I mean, from an outsider's perspective, very easily, which, you know, I, when I went through mine, I still know, I, you know, I still felt like, yeah, you know, there are still some things that I struggle with quite a bit, but it seems like you've come over that. No, you just quite well. So that's island. quite it's really yeah. easy to get away from. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for a mechanic. Yeah, so. you just come on down. Well, I can do biomechanics. I know. I know the human anatomy, so but sweet. So we'll be able to build some bionic arms and shit down here for when I inevitably cool. hurt myself. Praise be the Omnisiah. Nice. <laughs> um, I do have one small critique about your Perfect. writing. Do you guys have said nothing about the writing? Um, okay, so once again, you gotta look at writing like uh, C.S. Lewis was writing this as like apologetics. So this is from the Christian perspective. When you go through it, it's like, oh, she avoided that trap. Oh, she avoided that trap. But realistically, the demons won with you, if we're if we're being honest. Like, because you're not a Christian. Oh, yeah. So you I'm, missed this. So he, uh, this demons actually won. And it's like, if you would have ended it as, despite all these things, she still somehow doesn't believe in the God. And that's the only thing you got going uh, for us. Uh, and that's my only critique about it. I should have run this by you. Before I went to tell you, because... You know, sometimes it's nice to. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, yep, 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 we'll yep. see that. We'll see. As like I was saying before, like I thought our intent was to kind of modernize it, so to speak. So, like, update the language a little bit to make it a little bit more colloquial, a little bit more, <laughs> I don't know, a little bit more easily readable. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh... I still got those run on sentences. So like, uh... Oh yeah, no, no, like but then it also was very good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah. I don't I don't I don't have any anything uh -huh. to add so <laughs> the only other funny thing about this was perfect and tog was the demon I wrote too and then yeah we got married <laughs> yeah it's just kind of a funny <laughs> little, like and now he's with that guy like what the fuck damn it <laughs> okay so the next one we have is from Sam 
Yeah. Okay. And I guess I'll read this one. <clears throat> My dear Wormwood, congratulations on the successful tempting of your most recent patient. Their screams are the most wonderful sounds down here. Inflicting torment on her is the most fun our misery bureau can have. Oh, <laughs> oh my. This escalated really quick. Yeah, it's fun when you just open things for the first time and then read them live. I'm really glad that they just I am very much pleased with myself at not devouring you on first failed attempt. Now your search for a new patient must begin anew, and I feel I must give you some advice on your search. Viewing the landscape of the country in terms of culture, I find it most pleasurable. The enemy has a lost the enemy has lost his control on many things, and people are rife with confusion. You must find a young patient that you can work on for many years and hopefully lead that person into a position of some political power to influence many more souls. This is the best and quickest way to way to a promotion to greater tempter, my dear Wormwood. Firstly, you must find a patient to whom whom you can tempt with screens. You well, let me just regather my reading <laughs> abilities. Okay. Have them check your devices, their devices, before sleeping after waking. The t- temptation off. Wow, you want to read, babe? Sure. Maybe I'm just a little... Firstly, you <laughs> must find a patient who you can tempt with screens. Have them check their devices before sleeping and after waking. The temptation of not knowing the latest fashion trend or meme or oh, will make them rely on the emptiness of the virtual wor- world in favor of the fullness of the real world and the knowledge of the real conversation and interaction with other people. Let the internet cloud their mind with frivolous information instead of wisdom of the enemy's words. If we can distract this person with useless data, they will never try to find more profound truths behind this. Then let them proclaim this truth on social media and let them attack anyone who disgraces with who disagrees with them as hateful and bigot. <laughs> <laughs> this narcissistic behavior is to be much applauded and encouraged. Vanity will lead to their downfall. Encourage this person to pursue internet fame and to use this fame to encourage others as to the moral rightness of their claims. This will encourage what is so-called, or what is called tribalism in the new terminology of the world. It will foster hate between the patient and others. Tribalism will naturally naturally preclude any information the patient does not believe and will therefore not allow the person to see any other point of view and will likely hide and shield any in, in, in inherent inconsistencies in their dogma. They can say of the other side that they are full of hate and that they themselves know what is right and good for humanity, even when the policies for which they advocate are unequivocally abhorrent and useful to them and useless to the moral fabric of society. Access to abortion is the easiest of these truths to trick the patient into. Let the patient believe that it, the woman's bodily autonomy is at stake, that a woman who is pregnant will be unable to choose her own destiny in future. She is to carry, if she is to carry a baby to term. There are a great many other arguments to this, but that's the e- easiest argument to champion. Don't let them see that women having, women have been having children and leading successful lives since time Immemorable. I can read from here. We can also encourage the patient to attack parenthood, though the so-called LGBTQ movement. You really went is, through. <laughs> you really. Yeah, I, I feel like he's going out there. This yeah, let's, let's leave for, it for Trevor Buzak. Just for you know. Surprise guest. 
<laughs> let people attack parents on whether they have the right to stop their child from moving forward with gender-affirming care. What a beloved euphemism. Do be careful to not let your new patient dwell on what that actually means. For if they do, they will find that it is most distasteful, as children are naturally confused and parents are the best to guide their children in correct ways. If we can use the patient to corrupt parents' minds, so much the better. Having parents castrate their own children and pervert, <laughs> prevent the future generations from over-occurring uh, sounds like self-defeating cause. But I assure you, Morwood, it is much more painful to the enemy than to us. There will, there will ever be those who we cannot corrupt, and they will populate the world where, with more people that we can tempt and abuse. In your search for the new patient, remember that your world now has much more for you to use to destroy innocent life and much more technology for your vile ideas to reach an ever-widening audience. Use these to burn, use these to your advantage and watch the world burn. Affectionate <laughs> Uncle Spooky. Spicy. Spicy. So I have a quick thought wow. on all three of your guys' story, which was kind of neat. You guys all brought it into a modern time, especially this guy, like uh, where C.S. Lewis, he he often was talking about World War II and stuff. Mm -hmm. It came up quite often. So it's kind of unique that you guys also did that. Yeah. Um, I like that he was very, like you could tell at the beginning, he's talking about the misery, misery bureau. And then another time he brought in another kind of aspect of the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really liked how like... It's a little office humor for us. Yeah, it's yeah. an office joke. Administration <laughs> humor. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard your mom say these exact things, like how the enemy, she says the enemy, her whole thing is, but uses all of these things to, you know, attack the family unit and attack women. And like, that's what, that's the issue these days in my opinion. I, you know what? He was talking about getting famous or whatever. And I was thinking today, some... some he had a lot of fucking things, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, one of the things. Um, I was thinking today just about, like, celebrities and people who are obsessed with celebrities and, like, why they're obsessed with... I was on a boat today. Like, boat thoughts go wild. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was thinking, like, okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, Ariana Grande was seeing somebody. He had just had a kid with somebody married. They were, like, high school sweethearts broke them up and then as soon as he like signed a divorce paper or filed divorce all of a sudden ariana was like see ya but that's not the first time she's been accused of quote-unquote home wrecking but then i was thinking about like her behavior and why like it's just to have the ability to get to that level of fame and desire for people to be watching you all the time and like there's just some level of narcissism that goes into that there has to be and narcissists don't have happy lives. So they're all, there's always something going on with celebrities. And there's always, yeah. and I feel like that's why we get so entangled in it. Because they make shows and we can keep up with it. And like, there's, yeah, it's wild what insight we have into other people's lives. And what we think we have the right to almost. Because Something I learned in a... Attention. Sorry, I'll let you finish. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's just oh, I was gonna say something I learned in like one of my psychology classes back in college was like, especially when we were talking about the especially narcissism, where it's like a lot of it is this larger than life personality to kind of make up for whatever emptiness or whatever deficit they feel like they're they're currently experiencing. But so they have to make up for that, which is the, you know, where a lot of the 
<clears throat> I guess a lot of the that that level of narcissism that you see in celebrities and especially like uh, world leaders and whatnot. So, yeah, no, totally. Um, speaking of that, I actually listened to a podcast, and I think he hit on this where you don't actually seek outside and you kind of use that as entertainment and nobody wants to test their minds or anything there's a podcast called philosophize this on spotify everybody should listen to it episode 188 was talking about like the achievement society like the rise of narcissism depression anxiety what that has like the effect that it has on society and it's highly recommend go listen to that but that oh, yeah, touches that's one that you sent me yeah yeah that's really good I, I recommend that so from an outsider's yeah. perspective, yes, it's worth it. Yeah, it's really good. He wrote a lot of interesting things on here. Yeah, um, you guys kind of touched on the internet fame and stuff. Um, that was kind of neat. That's maybe one of the coolest things I've done was become internet famous to some minor, very minor degree, but then to fucking give it up. Like some things, it's just fucking who cares, man? It's just who fucking cares? Some yeah. things you can get distracted with. We weren't meant to have that kind of information. Um, not that, not all hours of the day. And I definitely felt called out with the uh, screen checking, quote unquote, they mentioned at the very beginning, because <laughs> I found myself in that very bad habit of as soon as I get up. All right. What are my notifications before I go to bed? Okay. What's my notifications? What's going on? What do I need to know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah, I've heard the trick to that is uh, plugging your phone on or like in the kitchen. So you don't even, but everybody's phone is an alarm, but get an alarm clock. Um, <laughs> Just run your phone on consist consistently a dead battery. My sister never used to wake up. And so her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, I guess at the, now, um, had bought her this alarm clock that when it went off, if she hits snooze, it would blow and this thing would fly across the room and she would have to get up and go find it and like turn a switch or whatever to Whoa. like turn it off that's it dramatic that <laughs> she hit the worst room too so it was like always a cat like, involved in that situation that'd be fucking <laughs> but there are there are tools like a way to wake up um the other thing sam wrote about was uh the lgbtq and it was interesting so in your story you wrote you specifically wrote the generational trauma and it, if you can cause that then like they're mm -hmm. fucked yeah um yeah and this this takes that to the next level where you know it's truly abhorrent what they're doing to children you should not be cutting genitals off of children just like we find it abhorrent when you give uh women uh what do they call like uh yeah, circumcision a woman like that's abhorrent behavior you should not be cutting body parts off people and, they do that in and it just that ruins way. entire generations without even having to do anything yeah yeah it's wild it's yeah, I had a thought, but it went wild. Wild. Uh, all right, Trevor Buzak out. <laughs> Back to your cage. Back to his cage. Yeah, no, I think he. It's interesting. I asked him if he wanted to be on it. He said, "Now, <laughs> now I." <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Honestly. Yeah. yeah very. Very nice stories. Very Everyone did a fantastic job. Um, you know, if if you guys have submitted or if you guys want to write something, you know, still submit it to us. Maybe if we get three more submitted, we'll do another episode in a couple months or whatever. But uh, yeah, these are very interesting. Like, like you kind of said, B, you can learn so much about yourself by just kind of writing down, okay, what is like the big thing? 
okay, why is that causing me problems? How is that going to cause me problems in the future? Like, what is this really leading to? You know what? I guess that's the difference between our stories and Sam's. We talked about like one patient. He talked about kind of the outside, all of the outside factors, but yeah. we were talking about the inner factors. Interesting. And he talked about society as a whole. Yeah, um, yeah. Took it to the next level. Well, I, apparently he was going for promotion or something. So you yeah. have to take it to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, from from my perspective too, it's also really good because it's just it shows like you know other people are struggling too. Like sure. it's like yeah. you're not alone in this. Like yeah. as cliche as the thing is, it is to say like you're not alone. Like other people are yeah. suffering too in one in some way, shape, or form. I yeah, think- man, even like me and B the other couple nights ago, even we had like a crazy like, it was just a situation. It was just you get down a path and you fall. I don't know if we, we need to go into a lot of talks and it just like it got dark. It, it got just- dark real quick. We don't need to get into it. But like, man, everyone struggles through stuff that keeps them up at night. And if you are going through stuff that's keeping you up at night, text old Marquino. I'll listen to you. I'm think- up at night. I think Gerald hit on it in his like there's like convince them that they're like you know like shame and guilt and they don't want to be a burden on their friends and blah blah like all of these thoughts if my friends tell me that they're struggling i'm like stop everything let's have a smoke cry like (laughs) facetime and cry well yeah i usually end up crying but like whatever and yeah like friends will do that every friend will do that Mm -hmm. like just don't be the guy that does it every day (laughs) <laughs> then everything else, like, yeah everything in well great episode uh i i learned a lot from the screw tape but it was truly fascinating i am excited to do some different type of pillow talk episodes i'm not sure where we're going from here but uh we do have a special episode next sunday i guess next episode for these people who whatever <laughs> um and somebody who left an Amish community. Oh, God, yeah. And it was like a wild story. Like, honestly. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I'm very excited for you guys to hear it. So, yeah, wait for that. And, uh, yeah, if you guys have any, like, we're, like, flying by the seat of our pants or whatever they call it. So, if you guys have any suggestions <laughs> we should do for this next, like, series or whatever we're going to call this, feel free to send it in. Yeah. We're going to, yeah. Uh, Gerald, thanks for joining us. Well, Always thanks. a pleasure. Yeah, thank- Thank you for having me on again. Yeah. This is fun. Whether we're talking screw tape letters, whether we're talking 40k, or whether we're talking Feelings. grim lore, it ain't it ain't matter. It's all a good time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what all this is, really. <laughs> Forget it. internet fame. It's the friends we made along the way. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> and it's about the memes. <laughs> oh, all the memes, of course. <laughs> all right. Adios, guys. Adios. Later.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 